1: Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at Byheart.com.
2: This podcast contains graphic content and may not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is strongly advised.
3: True North True Crime is produced on the territories of the Coast Salish people.
2: Hello everyone and welcome to a bonus episode of True North True Crime. Thanks for joining us. This is also our first Thursday released episode, so our next episode will be two weeks from today. We appreciate your patience as we get on to our new schedule with the podcast. There have been some updates in two of our recent episodes and we wanted to compile those updates into one bonus episode for you.
3: Tonight we are going to be discussing some updates in the investigation into the murder of Craig McDonald. We featured Craig's story in episode 48 with the help of his sister Dreama. If you are not familiar with that episode, we suggest you listen to it now, but we will do a brief review of the facts in this episode. We are also going to be updating you on some new details in the abduction of Elnaz Hajdemiri, We covered Naz's story in episode 44, along with the help of her family. And again, you can check out that episode now, but we will refresh the details for you as we go along. Okay, let's get into tonight's episode.
2: So first, we're going to talk about the update in the murder case of Craig McDonald. To refresh your memories, the details are as follows. On the evening of October 13th, 2021, 43-year-old Craig McDonald went to a private residence to watch the Leafs game. After watching the game, Craig, his fiance, and some friends went to a Scarborough Boston pizza to grab a beer and socialize. This would have been around 10.30 or 11 p.m. While inside the Boston pizza... Craig got into an altercation with a stranger. It seemed that that altercation escalated quickly. However, the manager of the Boston Pizza stepped in and calmed things down. The stranger was asked to leave the bar and seemingly went out to his car.
3: Craig and his friends then stepped out of a side door for a cigarette. While outside of the Boston Pizza, Craig's friend clocked the stranger walking towards them. In the stranger's hand was a gun. The stranger leveled his firearm and fired multiple rounds at Craig and his friends. One of those rounds caught Craig in the chest. The stranger then fled the scene. At 11.40pm, the 911 call went out. Craig would later die at the hospital in the early morning hours of October 14, 2021.
2: We spoke a lot about how Craig McDonald was as a person, and we got to know him as a man with a generous spirit who had worked at Providence Healthcare for 25 years. He was also the father of five children, a stepdad, a fiancé, and a grandfather. Toronto Police Service were able to identify the stranger as 32-year-old Abilaziz Mohammed, but unfortunately, Abilaziz was able to avoid apprehension. When we spoke to Dreema, she had been in contact with the BOLO program, and she was waiting to hear back from them. We did not report on the BOLO program as we didn't want to blow the impact that would come from it. So you might be asking... What's the BOLO Program?
3: According to their website, the BOLO Program is an initiative leveraging social media, technology, and innovative engagement to encourage citizens like you to be on the lookout for Canada's Most Wanted. The BOLO Program's goal is to use technologies and channels to support police services in their communication efforts about Canada's Most Wanted, so people like you can be on the lookout for these fugitives. BOLO stands for "Be on the lookout" and BOLO is a common law enforcement term designating an individual who's actively wanted. BOLO is not the police and they are not crime stoppers. The BOLO program amplifies priority wanted notices for which police services have already requested the public's assistance. In cooperation with Canadian police services and Crime Stoppers, they launch amplification campaigns to reach a wider audience. These BOLO amplification campaigns are 100% free. They don't cost a dime to Canadian taxpayers or the police services. They, of course, do not interfere with police activities or investigations. Rather, they work closely and in cooperation with police services to develop and deploy amplification campaigns. They don't collect tips. Instead, they encourage you to submit tips to police or crime stoppers.
2: The other most important thing about the BOLO program is it offers significant rewards for the apprehension of wanted individuals. Now you might be wondering where an initiative like this gets its funding. The BOLO program is the main activity of the Stefan Creche Foundation, a charitable organization established in 2006. Stefan Creche is the founder, chairman, president and CEO of Garda World Security Corporation, a $4 billion security provider with over 122,000 dedicated professionals operating in 45 countries around the world. So this is a great example of a successful business investor creating a nonprofit that helps people. Another cool aspect of Bolo is that the reward is given for tips leading to arrest. In many other reward situations, the money is given after an arrest and conviction. Bolo is only interested in bringing fugitives to justice.
3: Dreema, Craig's sister, had reached out to the Bolo program for help. And well, they came through. On the morning of Tuesday, April 26th, the Bolo program held a press conference in Toronto along with their partners in the Toronto Police Service and Crime Stoppers. There, they launched their top 25 list of Canada's most wanted. And sitting in the number one spot was Abil Aziz Mohammed. An unprecedented $250,000 reward was offered for tips leading to his arrest, making him the most wanted violent offender in Canada. Here is a clip of the press conference where moderator Tamara Cherry read a statement from Dreama McDonald, as well as the family members of other victims of violent crime.
1: And this final statement comes from Dreama McDonald, whose brother Craig was murdered in Toronto last year in October. The man wanted in Craig's murder. Abil Aziz Mohamed, is featured as the number one suspect on the top 25 list being announced today. I never thought I would be in this position, crafting a statement about why it is so important for the man wanted in my brother's murder to be caught. I never thought I would even know someone who is murdered, let alone my little brother. Craig was just an ordinary guy, an exceptional guy, but ordinary no less. And he was doing a very ordinary thing, celebrating a Leafs win, when, in the flick of a moment, the flick of a finger, his life was ended. Losing my incredible brother has been a nightmare. But to know that the person responsible has not been brought to justice is a special kind of torture. I don't even want to look at the suspect's face. Yet I find myself searching for it every place I go. Please, look at this man's face. Know it. Remember it. Call in that tip. Having him behind bars will not end our nightmare. Nothing will, but it will allow us to take our next step forward and hopefully ensure that another family will not be forced to walk the same path. And again, that is from Dreema McDonald, sister of Craig McDonald.
2: This was followed up by statements from James Raymer, the chief of the Toronto Police Service.
0: Thank you, Tamira. Good morning. At the Toronto Police Service keeping our community safe is our number one priority. To do this successfully, police work closely with members of our communities who are critical partners in keeping Toronto safe. But sometimes, despite our best efforts, violent suspects may evade arrest. Through the top 25 initiative launching today, the BOLO program is helping police services get more eyes on our cases, prompting more tips about wanted suspects. The police do not need to know who is providing the information. We just need to find the suspect. Tipsters can submit information and collect rewards anonymously without ever speaking to a police officer. Every suspect on display here today has one characteristic in common, being wanted for a major crime such as homicide, attempted murder or human trafficking. Many of the Toronto cases in the top 25 reflect the gun violence that has impacted so many people in our communities. The number one suspect on Bolo's list is 32 year old man, Abelaziz Mohammed. Mohammed is wanted for the murder of 43 year old Mac- Craig McDonald in a restaurant parking lot last October. We believe Mohammed is in the GTA, and we need to know where. We just heard a message from the victim's family. Now help us bring the person responsible for the loved one's murder to justice. We won't be able to take the pain away from a mother who lost her son, a child who lost a parent, or the countless others impacted by these violent crimes. But an arrest can offer some small bit of closure while helping to ensure that nobody else is hurt. That is what this is all about. To the victims and survivors of these crimes, you are not forgotten. You are always top of mind. We will continue to work tirelessly to bring you the answers you seek and bring these perpetrators to justice. Bolo's message is a simple one. Be on the lookout. If you see one of the people on the posters behind me, call Crime Stoppers or call 911 or call the police. If you know where these suspects are, the time has come to give them up. To the suspects featured in the Bolo Top 25 today, your world gets smaller. You've already been looking over your shoulder since you decided to evade arrest. With the major rewards announced today, the loyalty of any friends and associates assisting you in evading arrest will be tested. Do the right thing for yourself, for your family, for your community, and for the many people hurt by these crimes. Call a lawyer or the police and make arrangements to turn yourself in. Thank you.
2: In this clip, Chief Raymer stated that TPS believed that Abulaziz was still in the Toronto area, and he was correct. Within 12 hours of the Bolo program announcing him as the most wanted violent offender in Canada, a tip came in that led to Abulaziz's arrest. Details continue to be elusive as to how and where he was arrested, but we have learned some things. It appears that on the evening of April 26 that Abilaziz Mohammed went to the Ajax Pickering Hospital for treatment of some sort. We are unsure of the reasons for him being at the hospital. He apparently used a fake ID in order to receive care. While he was there a citizen spotted him and called in a tip. Police were able to arrest Abilaziz without incident. They did not announce where the arrest took place.
3: Many people have speculated online that it was a friend or a family member of Abilaziz who reported him in order to collect the reward. However, we have received information that it was a healthcare worker. If it was indeed a healthcare worker, there is an incredibly meaningful connection here. Craig McDonald had dedicated 25 years of his life in the healthcare sector. He helped to provide safe, sanitary, and functioning workplaces for healthcare workers and patients.
2: Dreama McDonald spoke with global news reporter Catherine McDonald about the arrest.
3: There is this immense
2: relief um, that the hunt is over and that he's behind bars. I am just blown away by um, how quickly this worked. I just
3: kept saying, like, can't be happening. This, this, this feels so wrong. This is not right. But to find his killer and bring him to justice was like a way of sort of having a, a little bit of control over um, this chaos. I would just say, you know, don't give up hope. You know, keep pushing. But it's not over. You know, it doesn't bring Craig back. He doesn't get to live his life, watch his children and his grandchildren grow. On the morning of April 27th, we received a message from Dreama with three words. They got him. In the wake of the arrest, which made national news, we received a lot of messages from our listeners in support of Craig's family. We were able to pass on those sentiments to DREAMA this week, to which DREAMA expressed gratitude towards everyone who listened to the episode and shared it. We hope that this arrest is another step closer to justice for this family. Abilaziz appeared in court by video link on the morning of April 27, 2022, six months after he was identified as the man who murdered Craig. This was the fastest arrest in the history of the Bolo program. Since the launch of the Top 25 last week, yet another suspect from the list was arrested. And oddly, a third man who was in the number two spot was discovered dead in the wreckage of a small plane crash in Ontario this week. So we're now going to take a quick break, and when we return, we will update you on the progress in the case of Elnaz Hashdamiri.
2: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United
3: Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.
2: And we are back. So as we mentioned, there has been some movement and revelations in the abduction of Elnaz Hajtamiri. Before we get into those, we're going to give you a brief review of the case thus far. Elnaz grew up in Tehran and had a pretty amazing life. As an adult, she was an incredibly charitable person and helped to invest in a school for young girls. Sadly, tragedy struck and her husband died of health complications. Elnaz eventually moved to Toronto to start a new life. While in Toronto at the age of 37, Elnaz was having some success and seemed quite happy. However, there was a period where she seemed troubled, or not really herself. This period corresponded to a relationship that she was in. From what we understand, that relationship, which only lasted a few months, ended in October of 2021. However, on December 21st, 2021, Elnaz was attacked in the underground parking of her Richmond Hill apartment.
3: The suspects drove up to Elnaz in a stolen car. They then attacked her with a large frying pan. The force of the blows caused a gash on her head that would require 40 stitches. The men continued to attack Elnaz and tried to force her into their car. However, they noticed that other people were around and they fled the scene. The car was later found and CCTV footage revealed partial faces of the men who wore masks during the attack. Another revelation was that there were up to three tracking devices found on Elnaz's car. Someone had been tracking her movements. Fearing for her life, Elnaz stayed at a relative's home in Wasega Beach. On the evening of January 12, 2022, three men dressed in what appeared to be police gear arrived at the Wasega Beach home in a white, Lexus SUV. They then forced their way into the home and then dragged Elnaz out to the waiting car. It has now been 112 days since she was abducted and Elnaz has not been found.
2: But as we mentioned, there are updates in this case. A man has been identified as the ex-boyfriend of Elnaz. That man is named Mohammed Lilo. Mohammed Lilo is a resident of Montreal However, on January 21st, he was taken into custody by the Ontario Provincial Police Department. He was charged with criminal harassment and was released on bail on January 25th. This criminal harassment charge is related to an incident when Elnaz was allegedly criminally harassed by Lilo in the weeks before the attack and the subsequent abduction. Another bombshell dropped last week with regards to Lilo. According to a CBC News article, Mr. Lilo had hired a Brampton-based private investigator to follow El Naz and report her whereabouts. Investigators within the firm conducted surveillance on January 10th and January 11th outside the Wasaga Beach home where Elnaz was staying with relatives.
3: Apparently the private investigator watching the home on the day of the abduction left his shift at 6pm, just two and a half hours before Elnaz was abducted. He did this because apparently he is diabetic and went to get food and take his insulin shot. The owner of Investigations Plus Limited confirmed to CBC News in a telephone interview that Lilo hired his firm sometime around December 6th or 9th, asking him to find Elnaz and to watch her movements. The PI said that Lilo provided the addresses of her Richmond Hill condo building and the Wasega Beach home on Trailwood Place the owner went on to say that Lilo initially claimed that Elnaz had stolen $100,000 from him and he wanted to find her to serve her with court papers. But then Lilo's story changed, and he claimed that his brother had been shot. And at that time, Lilo intimated that Elnaz had been involved in the shooting and that she was dangerous.
2: It is unclear where the investigation into Lilo is at this time. Nor is it clear how the charges he faced in January are progressing. Mohamed Lilo is innocent until proven guilty and his charges have not been tested in court. Another huge update in the case came in early April of this year. Again, according to reporting in the CBC, law enforcement was able to identify the two men who attacked El Elnaz in her Richmond Hill parking garage. On April 14th, York Regional Police announced that a 23-year-old Mississauga man named Ryazat Singh had been arrested and a Canada-wide warrant had been issued for a 23-year-old Brampton man named Harshdeep Binner for their alleged involvement in assaulting Tamiri in Richmond Hill in December. York Regional said Singh was arrested on April 13th and charged with attempted murder, attempted kidnapping, possession of property obtained by crime by over $5,000, and mischief under $5,000 in relation to the Richmond Hill attack. Police are now searching for Binner, who was arrested in Edmonton in March, along with two other Ontario men in a large-scale car theft ring. Edmonton police told CBC News the courts had released Binner pending a future court date. OPP have confirmed that there is indeed a connection between Elnaz's abduction and the December assault, They believe the same people involved in the assault were either involved in the abduction or could identify those responsible. Elnaz's family continue to work with media for help in this case, including an incredibly emotional plea delivered in Farsi by Elnaz's mother on April 12th. The quote is as follows. We have no news about her. We don't know if she's alive or not. We desperately need your help. Please guide us and share your information with us. If you have any information, please share it with police. I beg of you as a mother to guide us and tell us everything you know. The family also believes that Elnaz is alive and being held against her will. The family have also recently released a GoFundMe as the costs of this investigation are becoming very high. We have donated to the GoFundMe and we will link it in our show notes. For more updates on this case, we suggest that you follow at BringElnazHome on Instagram. This may feel like an Ontario-specific case, but it is clear that these suspects could be anywhere in Canada. We hope that more answers come soon in this case. Nas needs to be found and people need to be brought to justice.
3: This brings us to the end of this bonus update episode. Thank you for joining us. If you are interested, we encourage you to check out the Bolo program on their social media. They are doing great work and we will link their website in our show notes. Our gratitude goes out to Craig and Alnaz's family for trusting us with these stories. We will be back in two weeks on Thursday, May 19th with a full new episode of True North True Crime. So until then, stay safe, everyone.
2: Stay safe.